Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming entrepreneurs to figure out how they've lived the life of their dreams. This episode is sponsored by a fantastic shoe brand for empowering women, Rockamore Shoes. And today, everyone, we will have a special guest in the studio, a friend of mine, actually, here in Copenhagen. Uh, he's the founder of Himdal Impact Investing uh, and also a former dating coach. And we met through the Antler Incubator Program during the spring 2023 in Copenhagen. So we are here to talk about your founder journey, right? And coming all the way from Vancouver, because that's where you grew up in mm -hmm. Canada, <laughs> traveling the world as a digital nomad, working for Superhuman in San Francisco and coming all the way to Scandinavia. There's a lot of questions that pops up into my mind when you also see this guy or when you meet this guy. Why? Where? When? And, and what have you learned from this journey, right? So I think we will tap into your, your life and your journey and how you tackled the challenges. You also had a really heartbreaking breakup that made you found yourself again. And I want to hear about your experience with ayahuasca and your best advice for other founders or aspiring founders. Welcome to the studio, Adam. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Henriette. Did I say your name? Yeah. Adam Romeo. Adam yeah. Romeo Rossi. You got it. <laughs> I didn't say your name in the intro. That's his name, everyone. <laughs> Thank Welcome. you. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting here in my apartment in Copenhagen. And it's um, yeah, a great day. And uh, we're sitting next to the marble church next to mm -hmm. the Queen of Denmark. So the Mama Kirken, yeah. Mama Kirken. Yeah. Have you learned any Danish yet? Uh, we're getting there. Getting there? <laughs> Duolingo is helping me, but slowly. <laughs> slowly and steadily. Yeah. But Adam, yeah. hey, let's um, let's talk about you and about your upbringing. Mm -hmm. What made you the person that you are today? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know if I can answer it in like one in one way, other than my upbringing was very like discipline responsibility like these were like really like hammered into me and i think because of ice hockey actually like that was the vehicle for which my entire like personal development let's say traveled through my family was like really into me and my brother playing ice hockey which made it a very competitive household yeah. when did you start ice hockey again ah uh, like as soon as i could like walk <laughs> i was okay. playing i was like getting on skates yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So you did ice hockey. Mm -hmm. That was your sport. What did you kind of, why, why did you start with that? And what, yeah. how did this form you? It was really interesting because like we came from a very like, you know, lower middle class type family, like very blue collar working class. Um, and I was, I was the first one to go to university in my family. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was really like instilled to us that like, you know, we had to make it through ice hockey or just find like, you know, uh, become a bus driver, like that kind of job, like that was just it. So I think that for me, it was very much like if I wanted to make it in life, I needed to make it in ice hockey. Like that was it. That was the only yeah. option. Canada. And growing up in Canada, that is like the sport. That's our version of, of football, right? Like it's the it's the be all to end all. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so it, maybe it was like lofty goals to, to shoot for. But what it did is like gave me this, this uh this place to really work on myself yeah. in a way and this idea of like how to 
build yourself up to like meet your goals mm. and get your resilience up, yeah yeah it ended up getting me into university which is where like then my world changed again where like you know ice hockey stopped being the the number one thing i was really focusing on and like oh there's a whole other world out there other careers i can pursue mm. but it did get me out of the situation that i grew up in okay yeah what was the situation you grew up in um like a very competitive household mm-hmm. uh i have a really good relationship with both my parents now mm. uh really love them but uh i think like growing up like i didn't see like a lot of love mm. in the house actually mm. and it created this environment where like me and my brother were like always competing to basically be the the shining star so to speak yeah like who was the best hockey player basically or who had the most potential to like make it somewhere you keep competing a lot with your brother then totally yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely and our relationship has like been healing ever since as well because of this um yeah so that that was it was competitive okay so before we go further with the conversation i'm gonna talk a bit about my sponsor i am a proud ambassador and also user of their products this is rockamore shoes i really really love their shoes they are the most comfortable high-heeled shoes you can probably ever find so they have stores both in Oslo, in Prinsensgate 12, and also in Copenhagen and several other several other places in, in Denmark. But the good thing about Rokamar and also why I wanted to have them as my sponsor of this podcast and promote them uh, to you guys is because they have a strong vision. They really believe that women should be able to stand strong in themselves. And they also preach that people that are maybe weird or different than people that deserves to have their voice heard should also be promoted. So I really think that vision is so strong. And also if you are thinking about building your own business, I think it's important to think about what is your identity? What do you really want to stand for and talk about? So you should definitely check out their website, their shoes and their Instagram, Rockamore Shoes, to figure out more about who they're supporting and what they're standing for. I think they are great. <laughs> Competitive. Okay, yeah. so you come from from this, this environment in Vancouver, Canada. How is mm. it to grow up in, in Vancouver, Canada? How would mm. you compare it to maybe Scandinavia? Or, or yeah. Denmark, is it very similar? Or There's maybe some similarities in terms of, well, definitely the weather, but like <laughs> <laughs> like the, the people too, perhaps. Uh, Vancouver is a place where like everyone is like super nice, but maybe not kind. Okay. Um, it's tough to make local friends if you're not from there. Yeah. Uh, it's a city of uh, really polar opposites. It's like the most beautiful place, if, you know, in terms of natural beauty. Mm-hmm. There's also like a lot of money there, but there's also a lot of poverty, like intense poverty, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of like addiction and opioid crisis. And so Mm -hmm. when you go there, like if you're not from there, it can be really be like like in your face, you know, seeing meth addicts on the corners and uh, like, yeah. Very similar to New Mm -hmm. York then maybe. Similar in that way, for sure. Yeah. Not quite the concrete jungle. Like we do have a downtown core, but like. 
yeah, not not quite like New York in that way, but it, yeah, it, it's probably worse than anything I saw in New A York. A lot of opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the rich of the rich, and yes. you see the poor of the poor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That can really also make you harsh in your skin, right? To to mm. get further in life, and you know, you you see the worst, so then you think, yeah. I'm not gonna end up there. <laughs> It can, or I think it can kind of like put a box over you in yeah. terms of like what you think is possible for yourself. Exactly. And I think I had to work really hard to break out of that mentality. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. You got a full-time job, right? And then yeah. you did some other stuff. So tell us about that. Yeah. You went from a full-time job, and uh -huh. then you went remote working. So tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess the journey of breaking out of that box basically was, you know, it took, took many years, but mm -hmm. um, it started off by working in in the tech world. Um, and very quickly I started, you know, working in startups where they were really scaling fast. And I was all of a sudden making more money than like both my parents had combined. And it was like just a place that I never thought that I would actually be in. Um, I was living in my dream apartment, like, like literally as a kid, like, you know, we'd roller skate around the Stanley park and I would like point to those apartments there on the park and be like, like I want to live there one day. And we were, and, but yet like my mentality hadn't really changed. I hadn't like consciously understood how I got myself there. And I had like put myself into roles that like really weren't purposeful for me. Like I didn't feel like I was living out who I truly was. I had really like overworked myself, was like burning myself out to chase what I think society had like told me I needed to go for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had my mentality, had, I was honestly like, I think I grew up in a way where I think maybe the term would be like rich shaming. Like we didn't have money. So like, you know, it was like, we don't come from money, so it's not for us. And like anyone that has it has done something shady to get it. And, uh, you know, so just don't even like look that way. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't quite like uh, adapted my mentality to be like, I deserve this. Yeah. And... Um, because I'm getting money doesn't mean I'm bad and mm. I can use this to like some, for something good yeah. now. So yeah, I felt like a, like a bit empty inside despite like that outer success. Mm. And that, that yeah. was where you figured out that you needed this purpose or this passion for yeah. what you're working with. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. in that process, you realized that you needed to change something. Mm. You had the money. What happened in this transition? How did you realize that you need passion or, or a mission-driven work to, to yeah. thrive. Honestly, I, I, I always sort of knew it. Yeah. I just didn't know how to action it or like find what that purpose was. Okay. Um, and that was in itself, like, I think eating up at me. Like I was very aware mm -hmm. and I was very ambitious. Mm. I just didn't know how to take the steps towards what the vision like that I knew was for myself. Like I, I always, there was like a man that I wanted to be that I didn't know how to be and oh. I could like see him, mm -hmm. but I wasn't him. And mm -hmm. it was really eating me up inside. Yeah. And what man did you want to be? Well, honestly, like beyond any career goals, like I just wanted to be a good dad. Like that is like my, <laughs> my goal in life. <laughs> but, and to be that guy, like there, like I needed to be pursuing what I wanted in life. I needed to be uh, making like a, the ripple I wanted. And at that time, I was just like working for a company. I was learning and that was all well and good. But I could see other people like my age, like really going for it, like doing the things they wanted to do, starting a company, mm -hmm. um, writing a book, et cetera, et cetera. 
and something was like holding me back. And what was, was holding you back? It, it was myself. It was like my own mentality. It was like, it was just these limiting beliefs that like that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. People where I grew up don't do that thing. I need to achieve all these things before I can even think about putting myself out there. Mm. I wasn't able to like walk in the room and feel like I meant, I was meant to be there. Mm. And I think that honestly like my my that the the relationship I was in at the time was was really good for me in like sort of expanding mm. my belief with a girl right yeah 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 mm. and because she was the type of person who was able to walk into any room and like fit in there and like sort of you know rise to to that level mm-hmm. um so I learned a lot yeah yeah and But at the same time, I didn't learn fast enough. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you're a slow learner or no? Uh, I just feel like I, there was a lot of like ego in that time too. And I uh-huh. wasn't letting myself learn. Okay. And I needed to get slapped in the face. Yeah. Basically. So what slapped you in the face? Uh, what incident happened so that you yeah, let your we, ego down? Basically, I, I, I burnt out of the sort of tech world yeah so i i quit left superhuman um, right yeah. Or, yeah 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 yeah. and then we planned to move back to europe uh and so we left the apartment too then that was, which was like you know my dream apartment mm. um and then we, we ended up breaking up and it ended up being a really hard breakup um mm. and that's sort of like you know all those things sort of happening in sequence mm. left me feeling really empty inside mm. and yeah it was like a really tough like that was my my sort of like dark night of the soul my my crisis moment um where <clears throat> i i had like was able actually able to in a sober way look back at how all my actions my inability to like see where i was going my the way i was pushing people away mm-hmm. And my refusal to do like the inner work mm-hmm. had led me to that. Mm, yeah, because you were always chasing m- mm-hmm. material stuff. Yeah. Or, or the dream apartment, Just, the dream job, the dream girlfriend, the dream life. And yeah. And then you crashed. And, and then... Yeah, or, and and, and just like not not taking ownership. Mm-hmm. Like there was there, if you'd asked me back then, like I I probably would have had an excuse. Like I probably would have, you know, deflected onto yeah, but like I can't do this because X Y Z or because it's their responsibility. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't able to own everything. Okay. And this forced me, and in the best way, like basically, I like guess this, this breakup was hard because it was like my best friend for you know five years, mm. and then it was just no contact blocked on everything which was really harsh (laughs) on on her like we we never had a conversation to actually um you know have any closure or just you know build any sort of grounds for like what happened Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so what it did though was like force me to just own everything I couldn't like lean on that as a crutch I couldn't like have a yeah but like I just had to own it all and it just forced me down like the best path possible for my life Mm. when realizing that like the personal is professional Mm. like the work you put in for yourself is the work that you will is those are the rewards you will reap in every part of your life not just your personal life yeah 
I just feel like I so mm-hmm. completely resonate with you about what you're saying now mm. about taking ownership mm. because this is exactly what this podcast is about. Mm. This is exactly the mission that I'm on, helping more women realize that you actually can take more ownership mm. in the world. Yeah. And in the world doesn't mean like you have to build the biggest company in the world. It means that you take ownership over yourself mm. and your own actions and that everything that you do mm-hmm. is coming from you Absolutely. and not from somebody else. Yeah. Life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. Yeah. And it's about what you take mm-hmm. or what you make Mm-hmm. to create that ownership yeah it's absolutely. it's so amazing that you realize this yeah. but also in the hard way right <laughs> so you I learn the most in the hard ways I, yeah yeah you have to how did you build yourself up again when you realized this about ownership yeah. so how did you kind of now mm. you went to scandinavia you went to yeah. antler came to a total new city mm. you went traveling yeah Tell us about this process, finding yourself again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's been definitely a, a journey of of a few years now. Um, the process, I'm really just so fortunate to have amazing friends. I, honestly, um, when I was in that horrible moment, I just had this amazing crew of my day one friends who, honestly, they'd been through it a little bit before I was. Yeah. And so they're like you got to start listening to the Jay Shetty podcast. You got to <laughs> yeah, watch this show. Love his podcast. You got to, you got to read these books. And I was finally in the space where I could not say no anymore. And I was like, yeah, I have to. So honestly, I had like two months where I just called it like my university of the soul. <laughs> I did nothing except I was living, I was back at home. So I was like very like, you know, starting at zero. Like I didn't know where I wanted to live. Didn't know what I wanted to do didn't know who I was like in a relationship or like what my purpose was in life and it was just like go to therapy read books every day work out every day like walk like up this little mountain in Vancouver every day audiobooks podcasts everything get to bed early nothing in my life if it wasn't like super inspirational or like let's say high frequency stuff anything any music I was listening to was just like and then I would go hang out with my friends and we'd have like little writers rooms And I would be like, just throwing everything at the wall, like jobs I was applying for, master's programs, everything. Like, what is it that is for me? Like, let me try and find my purpose here. And through that process became more and more intentional, got to figure out what my values were. Eventually, like, learned how, like, oh, wow, I can, like, if I'm owning everything, owning all my emotions, owning my processes, Like if I take ownership for everything in my life, even the bad things, like all the people that are in it, I can shape my reality. I can do whatever I want. And that turned into like manifesting all these job offers that were like really good. And I, and all of a sudden I had good problems to solve. Like, oh, like what job do I choose? I literally had on one the same day, I had three different CEOs like call me and say, the job is yours. And now I had to like, wow, oh shit. Like <laughs> now I'm having good problems and now it's starting to snowball. And then uh, that led into me working remotely back in tech yeah, um, just to like kind of get back on my feet while my coaching journey sort of developed. Like, okay, now I'm back on my feet. Like now I'm thriving again. Like how can I give back and how can I not stagnate? Yeah. Like what, how can I commit to my growth still? So when I took like the Jay Shetty uh, coaching school program, The idea wasn't to be a coach. It was just to learn more about myself and like learn these tools that I, maybe I could give back. And if I liked it, great. But if not, no worries. And I just ended up loving it. And so just kind of like kept, that kept snowballing, kept building. And then I was able to work where I wanted and move back to 
Barcelona, which is a city that I have like so many friends in and um, really was like calling to my, yeah, calling to my soul. Yeah. And it was was a really good move for me. Mm -hmm. But then there kind of came a time where I was like, okay, like how can I keep growing? How can I keep growing? And I was out of tech now for uh, a few months and feeling like, okay, how do I grow my ripple more? How do I make more of an impact in the way I want to? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I think more abundantly? And I was like, I got to tap back into this experience that I have. Like, I, I shouldn't shun it. You know, I've been in tech for like almost seven years. Like, I've worked for some really cool companies. I've seen amazing scale happen in those companies. Like, okay, let's do it. Like, it's time to start my startup. Wow. Which is something I always wanted to do. Mm. and never had the confidence like never I always had the limiting beliefs you know I didn't think that I I knew enough and sure like I learned a lot on the way mm-hmm. not being a founder you know being an individual contributor in early stage startups and I wouldn't be able to build my startup now without that but like it was more the personal mindset shift mm-hmm. that allowed me to really take that leap mm-hmm. and honestly I was just getting like pings from life to to leave Barcelona at that point I kind of felt like there was a ceiling in terms of if I wanted to build a company get investment have the right talent around me be around other tech founders so I applied to Antler in Stockholm yeah and got accepted and uh, they were like well you know we also have this cohort in Copenhagen like your profile could be a really good fit for that too like since you're moving like you know it's up to you I was like okay I guess Copenhagen it is <laughs> and moved here and yeah the rest is history I just honestly I just surrendered yeah felt very aligned ever since I landed here I just kind of knew like in my bones like I remember like we you know in the cohort got going to dinners and people being like well, what are you gonna do like if you don't get the investment you know like what's what's next for you and I oh like what do you mean? Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm getting, I'm getting investment. Yeah. I'm, I'm building a company. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm very, very fortunate um, that everything's sort of like fallen into place. I met, met my co-founder, Dennis. Yeah. Now the team is growing. We got investment and the company we're building, we, without realizing, it was like months into building it. I was like, oh, like the values I set at the beginning of this year that I wanted to sort of adhere to like growth wealth and impact it's like exactly what this company was about mm-hmm. um yeah 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 how do you feel like when you came to scandinavia how mm. how is this when you felt this in your bones you mm. felt that you belonged here or yeah how was your welcome to to is not yeah i know people always talk about like oh scandinavia it's really good place but it can be quite like the people can be cold it can be hard to make friends yeah exactly because people don't talk to you on the bus or whatever yeah Yeah, that has not been my experience um i i'm also very lucky in that like the media is immediately when i landed i was in the antler cohort i was you know non-stop networking social interaction in the cohort of like well 50 people here in denmark but like 150 combined with like oslo and stockholm um I had I haven't had roommates in a long time, but I went and you know got a shared flat, and so very very lucky. Like my my uh, flatmate, one of them was like a YC founder, and the other one was a developer. 
So we just really got along. We're able to understand each other. Uh, and through that, met an amazing like international crowd as well as you know local Danes and, and other Scandinavians that are sort of transplanted here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a great I've had a great experience. Now I have like a, a huge network here. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just been building so fast, and mm-hmm. you're not seeing yourself going back to Canada or no, not. I mean, I'm I'm just surrendering to life, like where it tells me to go, mm-hmm. uh, where I like intuitively feel like i need to be um and right now it feels like i need to be here yeah uh, maybe in the future it'll be somewhere else but yeah. right now this is home cool and you're you're doing now tell us about your company what is what is exactly what are you building exactly yeah so we're building an ai for venture capital scouting and do and due diligence mm-hmm. um and so basically we're helping sort of early stage vcs and family offices looking to invest in, in an early stage startup to really prioritize and filter their deal flow, like the companies that are pitching to them, as well as like find them other companies that they maybe haven't thought of yet, maybe from a different market, mm-hmm. um, but they're potentially a better fit even for their fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the original uh, notion of this company was we wanted to highlight specifically impact companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have an amazing talent pool in the Nordics of, you know, climate tech and sort of uh, renewables, green energy, these kind of things. And so we really wanted to highlight that initially. We realized very quickly we're not impact experts, um, myself and my Mm -hmm. co-founder. So what we should do is like build this AI engine that's actually just able to filter and and figure out like uh, the best investments for any fund. Mm -hmm. And then we can sort of like work it into impact funds uh, afterwards. That could potentially be really big. So how's yeah. it going then with the investment and stuff? Are you fundraising now and stuff? It's going so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we aren't fundraising yet. Uh, maybe in the new year, sometime yeah. we'll start. But right now we're really focused on product development. Mm-hmm. Um, the team has grown. We're like six six people now, and and a few others that are sort of like part time, mm-hmm. uh, kind of jumping on. And honestly, like we're we're not even we're in a really sweet spot where you know people are quite interested in ai mm. um venture capital is a sector that despite investing in all the most innovative technologies it's one of the least digitized uh it sectors itself mm-hmm. um you have some big funds who are building things like this in-house yeah like eqt is built like mother brain and i think yc is probably building something for yeah. their crazy deal flow yeah uh but 90 percent of uh firms don't have the capacity to build something like this. Like they might have one person who has some sort of like data science background and is trying to hack together some something for their deal flow. But yeah. uh, genuinely, when we talk to them, they get really excited. Like, oh, like you know, please can we get in on your closed beta? Um, maybe we can like work together and 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 help you build this, and we'll see how this grows. Mm-hmm. And so like the conversation is very 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 exciting. Mm-hmm. And getting people just kind of like reaching out to us daily like can we get on can we get on board like mm-hmm. very interested potentially as a customer or to be an investor in you and so we're just kind of rolling with it that's great yeah really interesting to see how mm-hmm. how you also have been following you along the way like from <laughs> antler when i met you first you were a dating coach <laughs> yes <laughs> so i also want to talk about this why yeah. what and how are you still doing this or yeah. what did you learn from this journey 
Wow, I learned so much from that journey. Like, similar to how I said about hockey in mm -hmm. the beginning, like dating is a vehicle for self-development, like nothing else. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I worked, after that relationship ended, I had to do a lot of work to just figure out yeah. um, myself in that, in that mm -hmm. regard. And I found that like, that was just a vehicle for me to improve myself in all areas of my life, not just relationships. And so when I got into coaching later on, it was like this huge area of passion for me, relationships and dating. And that's naturally where I just started coaching Why others. Why were you so passionate about da uh, like by dating and relationships? Uh, I think it was because like that relationship that had ended meant so much to me. Mm. And it like, you know, despite the other things sort of like falling, like that was like the final domino that mm. really forced me to go inwards. Mm. And so uh, by working on it so much, it was just like the, 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 it was like the spur, let's say, in my butt to like yeah. <laughs> absolutely uh, improve in life and in, in all areas. And so naturally, like when I was coaching others, like, you know, they were saying things that like I needed to hear more than they needed to say even. Mm -hmm. And it was like this sort of mutual growth and, and healing. Um, and so when I applied for Antler, like I had ideas for like a mental health app and a dating app or like a relationship type app. Um, and, you know, I'd love to pursue those things down the road someday. Let's, let's see. But what I really wanted to do in Antler was like try to shoot these down as fast as possible to see if there's actually, if they had legs or not. That um, was not married to working on them specifically. And yeah, luckily enough, they did get shot down and I was able to like meet Dennis and we we're able to just, you know, get out of our own way and let life give us what we we're supposed to work on. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so I am still coaching. Yeah. Um, but my clients right now is actually more focused on uh, ayahuasca yeah. um, preparation and integration post ceremony. So and for the listeners, that's plant medicine from the Amazon, uh, like a psychedelic experience, maybe similar to psilocybin mushrooms and um, used in this case for like a very therapeutic healing growth experience. Mm. Uh, it's mm. quite intense. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's something that needs to be done with like a lot of care and uh -huh. like respect. Uh -huh. And Because um, you did it yourself, right? Two times. Yes, I've been to do different ceremonies. Yeah. 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 And it's been life changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How is this? Um, the first... The first ceremony that i did was very much like the climax let's say like the mountaintop of my healing journey we'll call it from what i was describing in that like dark night of the soul moment yeah yeah it was like oh i've come so far like this is this is it like I, i'm there's a new me new chapter um It was like 10 years of therapy in a night. It was crazy. Uh, I did three different nights in that ceremony. So I drank it three different times. And yeah, like it's, it's really hard to put into words. Yeah. But the, the thing that I had on my side as well, and then not everyone was able to get this, I, I don't think, is like I was working with a coach at that time. And so this coach helped me um, go through the the preparation, let's say, like, not directly, but knowing that what I was getting into, you know, and, and, and being a coach, she was able to sort of like help me 
get through the things I needed to get through so I can set my intentions right for it. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards also see me on the other side Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. help me integrate and figure out, whoa, like, you know, these things I saw, these emotions that I went through that I processed, like, Mm -hmm. what does it mean for me in my life now? Mm -hmm. How do I actually take that and apply it into my Mm -hmm. life? So it's not just some, you know, psychedelic trip, but this is like a real tool that I'm able to use to improve my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people, you know, doing this, especially in the U.S., Mm -hmm. founders and people that need to kind of get rid of some past and then mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. So do you feel like you, did you feel like a new person after this experience? I did, I did. But I, I also want to be clear that like, just doing psychedelics mm-hmm. is not, it's like the, it's definitely the intention you go into it with and you know if it's right for you or if it's something, because like I, I, I was no stranger to psychedelics before this. Like I've done a lot of um, psilocybin mushrooms I've done them with my friends and they've like been therapeutic in a different way. But like mm. there was times when like, you know, like it, it, it wasn't like I was doing them and come like changing my personality completely to be a different, different person. Like uh-huh. that was during the time when I actually wasn't able to see things yeah. like I wasn't present. Yeah. And that led to my burnout and, and breakup and all that. Mm. So it's not like mm. they really like it's the way you use it you know, who you do it with, the ceremony, like mm-hmm. just going off and doing mushrooms by yourself or with your buddies, you might learn a few things for sure. But like, yeah, it, it, it might not change your life and you might not be the better person that you think you're going to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Handle it with care, kind of, or be mm. aware in beforehand before you do it. Well, mm. um, I've never done it. Mm. Uh, I don't think I will either because I don't mm. know. Uh that's another uh, yeah. concern. Um, but um, I was also wanted to uh, talk to you about, you know, you've been through things mm. and you seem like now you've come on the other side of <laughs> this mature thing. And what's fascinating, <laughs> <laughs> what's fascinating is that you, when you do all these things, you live your life and then you realize at the point after all these incidents, mm. you realize afterwards like maybe a long time afterwards what you actually learned from that what you actually realized from mm. that you know mm-hmm. like all that hard time three years ago was supposed to learn teach me this mm. or supposed to make me come here mm-hmm. um so what has been your i mean your breakup was obviously the biggest challenge for you mm-hmm. uh in your dark soul moment <laughs> but but what has been the biggest challenge, like as a founder, like of uh, the founder of your own life and in, in, in your mm. company building now? Mm. What are you struggling with right now? So maybe like see, okay, you seem like a good person now, but what is uh, challenging right now yeah. and what's been the biggest challenge? Well, that's a great question. Um, hmm. First of all, actually, just to, to tie up that, that last thread about, sure. about psychedelics. Like, yeah. I also want to say, I don't think it's for everyone. Like, it's certainly, you'll know if it's for you in the moment. Like, and I would never, like, I'm very, like, cautious to, like, push it and say, like, this is the magic pill. Like, you have to try this to change your life. Because it's don't, not the solution. It's just one of the tools. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what am I... I think the thing I'm challenged with right now is, like things are getting faster. Like there's more on my plate. I cross off one thing, three things come onto it now. Like the founder journey is really starting, starting to take off. And I need to just make sure that like the, the pillars that allow me to be very present 
and have got me this far. I need to make sure that like I keep them in mind so that I'm able to to be present with the people who need me. Mm. And that means like, for example, like I, I just signed up with a therapist again. Not because I'm like in a crisis or anything like that. Not because I'm going through anything. But I've just realized that like when I have once a week someone to talk to to just get out all the things that are on my in my head and my mind and my heart I am it's like flushing it out yeah and it's like meditation it's like you know it's amazing when you do it maybe it's hard for some people but it's that peace of mind that that practice that muscle that you build up gives you in the rest of your week yeah in the rest of your day Mm. and for me like that is like one of those things like okay I flush it out I, I instantly realize like how much more present I'm able to be in conversations, how much less I need to talk, how much less I need to like, you know, have someone hear me and which is all good and fine. And sometimes you need that. And that also like, you know, helps build trust with people. But um, when I'm able to just actually like listen and hold that space, that's when I'm at my best. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm able to like help my team. That's mm-hmm. when I'm able to like see things a lot better. Mm-hmm. So it's that and it's like it's also like just there's a constant like the the work of like self-worth let's say and like identifying your blind spots your limiting beliefs never stops Mm. like i got myself this far like holy shit i raised money wow like that's something i always wanted to do is start my own startup my tech company and raise money for it Mm. and now i am that founder congratulations thank you but it's you know it's a small step like there's I want to keep building this. I want this to be a successful business. Yeah. You know, I want, okay, like, wow, can I raise, can I raise a million dollars? Like, or whatever, or whatever it is we need for that next round. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. so I need to, I might need to think that I'm worth that. I need to think this company is worth that. And what does that mean? That means, okay, I need to put in the work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that it actually is worth that. And, mm-hmm. and I need, to, but like that journey starts personally. Mm-hmm. Is the, it's once again, like the personal is your professional like it starts inside in the morning in those moments in between work let's say right like that is the work a hundred percent yeah and the um um investments and Mm. the things you're doing now that you always wanted it's funny enough as well like you dream about all these things and you come to your goal and then you're like oh you want more we people and you (laughs) always want more you know it never stops it's always a journey you always Uh, want more and then also when you have raised that money it's also responsibility right because you've said to all your investors Uh, hey we're going to build this and this well now you actually need to go out building it right yeah i I think a lot of it is actually letting go of all that. Yeah. Like. So letting go of what? Of like whatever title or, or label I've like put on myself yeah. to identify. Like, uh, once upon a time I was a hockey player. Like that's how I identified myself, and it was a really hard challenge to let go of that and become something else. Like I was never happy as a product manager. I was never happy as oh. a you know, just working in tech. And, mm-hmm. and partly that was because, like, that was my ego in the way. Like, I couldn't accept the fact that I needed to be that in order to be who I am now as a founder. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I didn't, but at least that was my path. Mm-hmm. But, like, I might not always be a founder. I might not always be a CEO. Like, There's always a part of you. The past is a part of you. It is, but I think I, like... In terms of like surrender, like I might need to be an employee again at some point, like, and that's okay. Like I, 
I need to just like continually like tell myself that like I enjoy I'm enjoying this process like yeah. enjoying this present moment wherever it goes that's great and I can like let go of like what like how I'm defining myself by it and if I can do that then like it just keeps me keeps me present keeps me motivated mm. allows me to enjoy what I'm doing rather than get like too worked up about not losing it exactly because the moment the minute i start worrying about oh, i don't want to lose what i have you know mm-hmm. I, i can't grow into what i might gain and yeah really wise said mm. there's also this really wise quote which is uh really useful as well to think about that allow yourself mm. to be a work in progress yeah yeah that's the art of allowing yeah. it really is um and so you're just trying to be in a exactly in mm. that And that frequency of like receiving actually what is already coming your way. So I'm just trying to get like really clear about what my vision is. Yeah. And then get out of my way for how it happens actually. Yes. So what's your best advice then? Give us the best Mm. advice for other founders. Mm. For the founders. Or aspiring founders. Entrepreneurs. Um, I, I don't know if one size fits all, but work on yourself so you can be very clear about the vision that you want to actually bring to life and make sure you have the personal pillars in place so that you can actually continually negotiate what that vision is and make sure that you are taking the steps towards it. So you're holding yourself accountable. For me, it's journaling in the morning. Like I set what I want to, what I want to call in and I set what actions I'll do to step into that did you call in this interview today yeah i've called in interviews like this not ex- yeah it, i mean yeah i guess today now it's happening like <laughs> <laughs> i'm out of my own way and here, here we are yeah because uh, you didn't know that the, this would happen today you were like oh yeah. shit are yeah. we doing an interview yeah. today <laughs> yeah we are yeah let's get this going and yeah. i feel like we've had such a nice conversation we got so deep so yeah. fast we've been all around Thank you so much. I want to ask you the last question that mm. I always ask all my guests in Business Talk with Henrietta. Yeah. If you got one million Danish kroner mm. right now or one million dollars mm. in your pocket to spend right now, what would you do with them? Mm. That's a great question. Uh, uh, okay, in my pocket personally or... <laughs> getting all the messages yeah, getting now. all the messages now we're <laughs> at time no um i think okay obviously i would invest into to him though probably to continue to to grow this company hire the the talents that we need to keep it growing and mm. and, and and pay the current talent we have what they're worth yeah um but then like i have other dreams and goals and, and aspirations. Um, I would love to build a retreat center one day. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that would go towards that. Like, um, I'd like to buy, buy something that is like actually falling apart mm. that used to have some history to it yeah. uh, and renovate it, heal it, so to speak. Have it be a place where people can continue to like heal and grow. Yeah. Wow. I totally see you in that. And that's gonna happen. So let's manifest Thanks. it now. Yeah, we are. Uh, where can people it. find you if they found this conversation nice and they want to reach out to you for either whatever your founder journey, mm. uh, coaching? Where can people find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me on 
LinkedIn or Instagram at Adam Romeo, R-O-M-E-O underscore. Um, and I'll have my own podcast coming up soon as well. So What's the you'll name be of on it? that. Have you put the name? Uh, it's... Un, yeah, still, still in, in, still work in progress. Yeah, but yeah. it will be soon, and, and I'll they be can a guest, right? Yeah, you'll be a guest there, so people I'll can share it in. with all my yeah. people as well. Uh, I'll link it down below. Perfect. So everyone has the your handles where they can find yeah. you, and also the podcast where I'm guesting his show. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on the show. Let's high five. Yeah. <laughs> It's a wrap. That's a wrap. Nice. So much fun. Thank you, guys, for following along, listening in. You can always check my journey as a podcast host on Business Henrietta on Instagram. And see you guys in the next episode. Bye.